This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Let me see if I have this straight. Uh, it's complicated. I'll give you that. But uh, yesterday we learned definitively, or a couple days ago, through the uh, Durham report, that there was an attempted coup uh, by uh, many members of our federal government that tried to take out Donald Trump in 2016 when he was running for president against their chosen candidate, Hillary Clinton. Uh, we learned that the president, Barack Obama, knew about it. The vice president, Joe Biden, knew about it, participated in it. We know the uh, head of the FBI, James Comey, was in on it. We know his, his second-in-command, Andrew McCabe. We knew other high-ranking agents, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, were involved in it. We know they put innocent people in jail, had them arrested, like uh, George Papadopoulos and uh, Carter Page. We know they wiretapped Trump Tower. They spied on the Trump campaign. They did this to stop him from uh, winning the election in 2016. They couldn't. He won anyway, but that didn't stop the coup. They continued to try to hamstring the uh, president with a lie, with a hoax, uh, Russian collusion, totally made up. It dragged the country through a an ordeal for two and a half years. Um, there was uh, one lie told after another by the mainstream media from every network, from every major media outlet. They ran with this Russia hoax thing, and it really did uh, everlasting damage to the country, to the political system. Nobody trusts them anymore. It was indeed worse than Watergate. It was, it is the biggest political scandal of our lifetimes. The media is uh, largely ignoring it or lying about it. But I want to get, get one thing straight. As far as I can tell, nobody has lost his job. Nobody has been suspended. Nobody has been canceled. Nobody has been arrested Nobody. The Republicans uh, are going to send some strongly worded letters to the DOJ, to the FBI. They're going to say it was a disgrace. It was a scandal and nobody will pay a price. But yesterday we learned that Rachel Rollins, the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts, obviously an African-American woman, which is why she was selected. She won. She uh, was uh, confirmed by one vote. I believe the tie broke tie breaking vote from another diversity hire. That would be Kamala Harris. So I hear this and I say, man, she must have really done something. She is a Democrat. She is an African-American. She is a woman. She is a soft on crime attorney general. And she's being forced out of the job, forced to resign. She must have killed someone, I said. Let me see if I could figure this out. Obviously, our friend Turtle Boy, the, the, the best journalist in New England, has been all over this. He's covered her. She had a road rage incident, road rage incident, yelled at another uh, motorist, uh, threatened to get that woman because she's a powerful person. We know, obviously, she's a uh, you know, soft on crime type who doesn't enforce. She, she, she put out a list of crimes she will not enforce when she first took the job. But you don't get fired. You don't get forced out of the job when you're a black woman Democrat in Massachusetts for, for, for nothing. I, 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 I thought they must have found a body in her trunk. It had to be something. So I'm reading up, obviously, uh, trying to figure out what she did. This has to be a big, big scandal. And I get to the, uh, this is from the Associated Press. Again, this is state media. They are there to serve the powerful. They are there to pr protect Democrats. So I said, somebody must have something on her. Um, as far as I can tell, they got her for going to a fundraiser, going to a house party where Jill Biden, the first lady, Dr. Jill, was in attendance. I said, that's obviously inappropriate, but you don't lose your job for that. Um, I, can't, I can't find anything else. Maybe Turtle Boy will, will dig something up. He's the only guy who's even going to try, let's be honest. But uh, here's the Associated Press. They say uh, the, the Boston Globe has this on their website, so they're, they're just... Uh, 
outsourcing it to the AP, which is probably fine. They would probably say the same thing. They're in, they have the same goal to protect the, uh, the powerful. But they say U.S. Attorney Rachel Rawls will resign following a months-long investigation by the Justice Department uh, into her appearance at a political fundraiser and other potential ethics issue, her attorney said. Uh, the Justice Department's watchdog has yet to release its report detailing the find, finding of its investigation, but an attorney for Rawlins told the AP that she'll be submitting her letter of resignation to Joe Biden by the close of business on Friday. <laughs> Check out this next paragraph. The resignation of a U.S. attorney amid ethics concerns is an exceedingly rare phenomenon and is especially notable for a Justice Department that under Attorney General Merrick Garland has, <laughs> I'm 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 struggling to get through this. Uh, uh, especially notable for a Justice Department that under Merrick Garland has sought to restore a sense of normalcy and good governance following the turbulent four years of the Trump administration. <laughs> Oh, the AP, the mainstream media is such a freaking joke. Uh, Merrick Garland has sought to restore normalcy and good governance after Trump. <laughs> sure, that's exactly what Merrick Garland has tried to do. I'm just going to say there is much, much more to this. And they, they point out that she, uh, she went to this uh, house party in Andover uh, where Jill Biden was there. It's political. It's not what an attorney general is supposed to do. Rollins said she was given limited permission to meet Jill Biden outside the home. So she was like in the driveway or in the yard. She met the uh, uh, first lady and she went on her way. There is no way, no way in hell that is a fireable offense in this current climate. There's no way that's a fireable offense in the Biden administration where nothing matters but genitalia, skin color, sexual orientation. Um, you, you just don't get fired for going to a house party and saying hello to Dr. Jill. Uh, I got nothing more, but 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 maybe Turtle Boy does. I, I have a feeling we're going to learn there's much, much more to this uh, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. She is a menace to society. Uh, I've mentioned this many times, but a friend of mine who's a cop in Boston said she has made their life so much more difficult. She has legalized a number of uh, crimes. See if you can get that list, Ironhead. There was a list when she first conf- took office, and she said, we're no longer going to enforce these crimes. And it's, you know, uh, shoplifting, the usual stuff. But one of the things is resisting arrest. So they no longer prosecute for resisting arrest, which is the ultimate uh, signal to criminals that you can just run, man, run, fight, kick, scream, take off. It's, it's not against the law. Why would you ever submit to an arrest when it's legal to resist? That is the, the, uh, the, the craziest thing that the Soros-backed DAs around this country, and there's 75 of them, We've certainly uh, seen and followed many of them, including Alvin Bragg in New York. But they legalized resisting arrest. I mean, they legalized shoplifting, too, which is a big deal. In fact, my friend was saying that they catch the same people shoplifting like every day because they know it's legal. And what they do is they go to where they live. They ask to get, they ask for the stuff back. They bring it back to the store. And then the guy or the woman shoplifts it again the next day. So that is, if you're wondering why crime is uh, legal in big cities, it's because of a woman, because of uh, uh, attorneys general and DAs like Rachel Rollins. And it's not a big deal. I mean, she'll be replaced by another diversity hire, another Soros backed or another crazy liberal who doesn't enforce uh, the law. But it is perplexing how this woman was actually forced to resign. Uh, we'll get to that with Turtle, but we got much more to get to. We got John John Fetterman's, I think his first big attempt to uh, interrogate a witness in a committee hearing, and it went about as well as you'd expect. Here, 
It is uncomfortable watching John Fetterman attempt to do the job, but he's not alone. He's not alone. We also have uh, uh, Diane Feinstein, who I believe passed away about six months ago. She's still serving in the Senate, and she does not remember taking a long leave of absence, taking like two months off for shingles. I mean, it's one thing to have these geriatric, uh, these these elderly people in their last days, their last years running our government. It's one thing to have uh, uh, a dementia patient in the White House, but there's a U.S. senator who doesn't even know where she is anymore, who looks just awful. It, the idea that this this egomaniac has to hold on to a Senate seat. And again, it doesn't matter. She's going to be replaced by someone just as bad as she is. But when do these people just, just give up? I mean, again, if you were a mailman, if you were a security guard in the, in the Capitol, she would have been forced to retire 25 years ago, but, but she is a Senator so it's uh, there's nothing you can do about it. She will stay there until sitting in her wheelchair and mumbling to herself and, 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 and forgetting where she is until she passes away. That's the new rule in the Senate. You stay in that seat. You cling to power until you uh, until you are no longer with us. And we're going to get to much more. We got the uh, uh, we got the. Lady. The latest team, they're upping their their game in Major League Baseball, getting ready for Pride Month. Uh, And it's going to be tough this year for the Boston Red Sox, who honored uh, a bunch of drag queens last year, including some real creeps. I mean, real scummy people. As Turtle Boy reported, uh, we can can look back at that, but the Dodgers are taking it to a new level. They they have a bunch of – they're going to honor a bunch of drag queens who dress as nuns and mock – the Catholic religion. I'm not making this up. You're not going to believe the details. Bud Light is uh, making its move to repair all the damage. We were wondering the other day who they would put on a can. We were guessing. I said Robert O'Neill, the guy who shot Bin Laden. That wouldn't be a bad choice. Maybe uh, Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Even better. Here's here's my choice. Um, Daniel Penny. Put Daniel Penny on a can. He's a good-looking man. Daniel Penny, this is all going to work out okay for him. Uh, he might have to spend a couple of days in jail, but he's already raised, uh, let me get the latest, he's already raised more than $2.5 million. I don't know, does he get to keep that money if it doesn't go to his lawyers? He's going to make out, he's going to make some money, he's going to get job offers, he's going to get uh, marriage proposals. He's a stud. He's going to go from uh, looking for a job bartending to... Um, uh, to being like a model, uh, put him on a can. But no, they got a, another plan. They're going to come out with with the camo bottles. So they think that will save their dying brand. I have my doubts, and we have a a new a new a scandal. <laughs> this somehow this doesn't surprise me at all. But uh, we have Hunter Biden arranging a meeting with his father when he was vice president with a bulger. Yes, Jimmy Bulger. Jimmy Bulger met with Hunter uh, met with Joe Biden when Joe Biden was the sitting vice president. <laughs> oh, yeah, can't make this stuff up. And maybe you guys, maybe you and Turtlebook can explain this Pat McAfee deal to me. ESPN is hiring, is stealing away Pat McAfee from FanDuel for something in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 million a year. Now, I checked. Pat McAfee is a white guy. ESPN is laying off thousands of people. Disney's laying off, I think, like 8,000 people. Uh, usually with Disney, you start with the, the white guys. You know, you get rid of the white guys. Get rid of all the, you know, the Mike Golick Juniors and the uh, Trey Wingos, and Kenny Maines. Get rid of them and hire, you know, 26-year-old black women from, uh, uh, you know, just out of college. That's generally the philosophy, the uh, corporate approach. And yet they're going to give $100 million plus to Pat McAfee. And Pat McAfee, by the way, who says like the F word every every sentence on his show, is going to be an employee of Disney? Uh, I'm, I'm confused by this. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, 
Um, it's, you know, good luck to him, nothing against him, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, this move, and it doesn't seem like it's going to work out long-term, but I guess, you know, Disney is struggling, ESPN is struggling, they're looking for a, a big boost, maybe it's a new, maybe they're going in a new direction, I'll, I'll be curious uh, to see how that works out for McAfee, and why, why is he walking away from a deal that pays him, if I have my math correct, I'm looking at the New York Post story, He's making, he has a four-year deal with FanDuel for $120 million. And I know he has to pay his producer, but that's $30 million a year for Pat McAfee. Uh, I guess, you know, it's a good, I guess he makes the money, but he's walking away from that to go to ESPN. I'm, I'm struggling to make sense of that, but we will give it a shot. Uh, we'll get to that and lots more, but first... And I've been talking about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, and sky-high gas prices. We've all seen this crazy woke nonsense going on with these big corporations, and it's time for us to let our voices be heard. The question is, what are you willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can vote with our dollars. That's how we can make a difference. No more shopping at big box stores if you can get the items from a family-owned company. PatriotSwitch.com helps people walk away from the big box conglomerates. We can shop factory direct at a family-owned made-in-America manufacturer. That's why Patriot Switch was created with regular folks like you and me in mind. I love what the folks at Patriot Switch are doing for us. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation today is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than their shareholders or corporate executives. Each of us can choose to take a market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages and instead choose to help regular people by shopping family-owned Made in America. Make a difference right now. Go to PatriotSwitch.com. Let's, you know, um, I know, I know you, I know you feel bad for him. You, you have certain, you have a certain attachment, certain sympathy for brain damaged, you know, lumbering, big, dumb, lumbering guys, uh, with brain damage, you have an affection for such guys. And I got to be honest, we did that last interview uh, uh, a couple weeks ago with Jane Pauley, by the way, at CBS. That's when she asked him about higher aspirations. Jane Pauley asked John Fetterman if he had any aspirations for, you know, the presidency or the vice presidency, a guy who cannot cannot communicate. He can't put together a sentence. He can't answer a question. He has a screen in front of him because he can't understand the spoken word. John Fetterman is on the, uh, what is this? The finance committee. He's talking to bankers, uh, uh, Silicon Valley bank, I believe, and others about bailing out banks. And he's a, you know, hardcore liberal. He's a, he's, uh, uh, you know, he has questions about, uh, bailouts and taxpayer funded handouts to these banks, which is good. I mean, that's it. I think Liz Warren was on this committee too, asking these same questions about these banks. Why are taxpayers bailing them out? It's a good question. It's a simple question. If he can't handle this, there's no hope. And uh, I'm just going to spoiler alert. He can't handle this. He attempts to ask a question, loses his way. There's silence in the room. And nobody can quite figure out when there, where the question ends and when the, the witnesses are supposed to answer. So they just sit there in silence. And I don't even know if we have it. But when he's done, the chairman of the committee says, well, I guess uh, no one wants to answer your questions, Senator Fetterman. No, they would have been glad to answer. They just didn't know when the question ended. It is uncomfortable. It is sad. It is just somehow... It's crazy. This is a senator who has no business being in the Senate. I don't blame him. I blame the voters of of Pennsylvania. It's all on them. And I blame the power-hungry scum that forced him to run after he had a major stroke. He couldn't, in the primary, he couldn't campaign. He had a major stroke. He was hospitalized. Then, during the campaign, he had a disastrous debate We knew he was unfit for the job. We knew he was unfit to serve in the Senate. Nobody looks at this and says, yeah, he'll be okay. We pointed out many times that uh, the level of healing, of recuperation, is in the first six months. 
Once that's done, you're done. That's it. You are what you are. This is what John Fetterman is going to be. He's 53 years old and he's no longer fit to hold office, any office. He could, he can't even go back and be that small town mayor in Pennsylvania. He can't do it. He belongs in rehab. He belongs, you know, walking in the woods with his kids and his dog trying to just live his life. But no, Democrats needed that seat for obvious reasons. Uh, it was it was tight. They held on to the Senate. They needed Fetterman to win. He won thanks to the morons in Pennsylvania who voted for him. And this is what we got. Let's watch. Is, is it staggering? Is it a staggering response responsibility that, uh, the, that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and and they also realize is that uh. that that now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no matter by, by how you know so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going. Or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how how their their conduct is? You know, I'll give you an example. <laughs> uh, oh, Republicans want to give oh. a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of. Word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank you, with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr- protecting the tax the tax papers. You know that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. Oh, say something. <laughs> I was watching this the first time. Hold on. We'll, we'll play more because it just goes on. And nobody answers. It's like just I wanted the banker guy to just say, oh, good point, Senator. Uh, thank you for your question. Just save him or somebody, maybe the chairman, maybe another senator. Just save him. He's drowning. He's got brain damage. He can't serve in the Senate. Well, just when, he, this? when he's like bailing and sailing and I'm like, really what are you sailing? talking about? So the, the banks are sailing, sailing. What? What is? Oh God. I have no idea. Uh, and I, you know, you could tell that he, he, you know, obviously, you, know, you obviously know what he's going to ask. You know, why are we giving these? We're making welfare recipients work. God forbid. Why don't we make the banks work? And the guy's sitting there going, "What? What work? Okay. <laughs> uh, how, how much more? How much longer does this go on?" Um, I'm trying to find the. That was the end of that video. I'm trying to find the. Uh, part where they end up do mumbling like <laughs> just. Oh, it just and and i th- he never i don't think he ever got an answer the the banker guys were looking up at him going uh you know they they probably felt bad for him everyone feels bad for him it's not his fault i mean he could have i guess he's a grown man he could have stepped aside a long time ago but we know what a what a wretched wife he has we know she's hoping to fill that seat we know when he was hospitalized with severe depression, she was up in Canada ziplining. <laughs> she was, she, uh, according to one story, she showed up once a week to visit him. His, his aides, his staff was at the hospital every day, checking on him, visiting him. His wife was never there. We know all the people who forced him to run and stay in the race. We know they're, they're to blame here. They're the blame. This is, they're so power hungry. They were so determined to hold on to the Senate that they forced a vegetable to run and win. And I, again, I say this all the time. I'm from Massachusetts. I can only blame, you know, stupid voters so much. We, I, you know, my neighbors elected Ayanna Presley, uh, Liz Warren, Ed Markey. Ed Markey's only, a, you know, two steps ahead of this guy mentally, cognitively. But, I, and I, I think it's, he, he, they can replace him. I believe in August there's a deadline where you can replace him and the guy who you place him with or the woman doesn't have to run in a special election. I should check on the details on that. So they, they want him to hang on a little bit longer. 
And I guess he will. I mean, he's going to be in that condition. But my other question is, does he really have to ask a question? Can he just say, yeah, I don't have any questions today. If you know it's going to go like that, why do you put him through it? Why do you, why do you put the country through it? It just, uh, and his wife uh, was underneath the table, poking him with a fork. <laughs> Speak again. The wife, <laughs> the wife is like trying to figure out what she's going to wear for her senatorial portrait. You know, she's Ugh. fitting the, the office for new drapes. Cause she doesn't like the ones they have in there. She not only wants to take his seat, but once she does, he's out. He's done. She doesn't care about him. She, I mean, I don't know if she'll divorce him, but she doesn't obviously care about him. She wants the job. And hopefully she won't get it. I mean, this, they, you can't reward her for she, doing this to her husband. She'll be she Hunter Biden's that, new fling. You'll see. Yeah. I mean, and here's the sad thing is he's not the worst. He's not the worst one in the Senate. He's not the worst Democratic senator, you know, cognitively, mentally, he's not in the worst shape. Now, there are only 50, whatever, 51 senators. Uh, There's only 100 senators, but only 51 Democrats. At least two of them are gone. Mentally, they're they're gone. this, This is a sitting U.S. senator who refuses to take her dying grip off the, uh, of the power, the, the the seat. Obviously, she doesn't belong in the Senate. Obviously, she can't she can't do anything. She can't do a job. There is no job that Diane Feinstein can do. None. Again, she couldn't deliver your mail, walk your dog. She couldn't work, you know, bagging groceries. She couldn't do anything. Uh, I mean, I I was trying to think of what job could you still be on in her condition? Like, what could you do? There is literally nothing I could think of, nothing other than president of the United States. What other job could someone in this condition, physically, mentally, do? Like Walmart greeter? I don't think she can't stand up. She's in a wheelchair. She doesn't know where she is. She could never, ever be a Walmart greeter. She couldn't. She could probably be a producer for a podcast. You know, she, she'd be <laughs> And, you know, obviously she could be a, a Democrat uh, uh, president because uh, she's um, only slightly worse off than the current vegetable in the, in the White House. But check this out. She missed two months. They said it was shingles. It's not shingles. It's everything else. This is how life goes. You reach a point, 89 years old, live the good life, well, you just can't function anymore. There's there's these things, they're called nursing homes, assisted living facilities. They're there for people like Diane Feinstein. Make her comfortable. You know, you wheel her, put her out in the sun during the day. Maybe you put her in front of the TV when uh, when Wheel of Fortune's on. You get her some, some soup or some, some mashed up peas for dinner. You make her comfortable. It's sad. It's painful. It hurts. But that's what you do with someone like Diane Feinstein. You don't put her in the U.S. Senate. You don't tell her, yeah, you're doing great, die. You know, keep on going. So yesterday, and she's got a problem, too, because uh, everyone knows she'll be replaced. Newsom will name someone. They'll be just as crazy, just as lefty, be just as extreme. They'll, you know, they'll support abortion in the fourth trimester. You know, they'll support reparations and every other crazy left-wing idea. They'll vote with the president and everything. Every And so it doesn't really matter about the, you know, the power in the Senate. She's not going to affect that at all. So that means Democrats and Republicans are asking, what the hell is she doing? Why is she still in there? Uh, but this is from uh, yesterday. A new report uh, on Tuesday further raised eyebrows about whether or not Feinstein remains fit to serve. The Los Angeles Times reported that in conversations with two reporters, Feinstein appeared to deny that she was ever absent from the Senate. During a brief interview on Tuesday, Times reporter Benjamin Oreskes asked Feinstein about the well wishes she received from her fellow senators following her return. She in turn asked, what have I heard about what? Quote, I haven't been gone, she said. You should, 
I haven't been gone. I've been working. Oreskes then asked if she meant she'd been working from home. No, I've been here. I've been voting. (laughs) Uh, Please, either know or don't know, she scolds the reporter. She's been out. She was out for two months. (laughs) She missed uh, a number of votes. See if I get the total. but they have the whole you know, transcript. She doesn't know. She was first elected to the Senate in 1992. Why do these people think there's, this is a lifetime? You are supposed to spend a lifetime there, that you were supposed to die in that Senate seat. Don't they want, I mean, don't her family members, don't her friends want her to die with dignity? Don't they want her final days to be dignified? They really want to do this. The whole country is watching her wither away, ramble incoherently, being wheeled in and out. Uh, She can't do interviews. She can't speak. She loses her way. By all accounts, she's completely gone in the throes of dementia. Doesn't even know that she was missing for two months. Doesn't know. At least Fetterman knows that he was in the hospital for two months. This woman doesn't know. She's one of 100, the most exclusive club in the world. And there's, there's no law. And I, and I understand the old days when, you know, the Constitution was written, people didn't live to be 89. They, they didn't hang on this long. It is a problem we have in society. People just don't die anymore like they used to. They, we keep them alive. The nursing homes are filled, uh, filled with people who don't even know where they are. And they look exactly like this. If you're looking at the picture on the screen... This woman, to steal one, uh, a line from Don Lemon, she's not in her prime. She's just not in her prime. She does not belong in the Senate. She does not belong <laughs> in the workforce. She belongs in a home made comfortable in her final days. But I guess that's nothing you can do about it. We, we need to, I guess, pass a constitutional amendment. There should be an age limit. I've said this before. 75 would be nice. 75. You can't be president. You can't be a senator after the age of 75. We can't have our country run by people who are just not aware, who are just not alert, who are not lucid anymore. We have people, and every single one of them is a raving egomaniac, a narcissist. Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden, uh, Chuck Grassley, Patrick Leahy. These fossils no, should not be in positions of power. That, that's, that's a job for a younger guy, like a 70-year-old, a 75-year-old. 82, 85, 89-year-olds do not belong wielding, uh, controlling the levers of power. But I guess it's where we are in this country, so... Uh, you got that going for you, John Fetterman. You're sharper than this old woman. You're, you are much sharper than this old woman. All right, let's move. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to get to this. Uh, the latest on Bud Light and the latest Hunter Biden Joe Biden scandal, which is just priceless. Uh, all right, let, let's get to the latest from Bud Light. The latest from Major League Baseball and. Uh, the latest on the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, never ending scandals from the more, from the most corrupt presidential administration in U.S. history. But first, under President Joe Biden's volatile economy, we are at the cusp of an economic meltdown. The recent Silicon Valley bank failure sparked a deadly domino effect. And now nearly 200 banks across the country are teetering at the edge of collapse. Nobody's money is safe. Many depositors aren't insured by the FDIC and may lose access to their money completely. Wealthy Americans are withdrawing their cash fast and turning it into gold. The United States hasn't seen a potential chain of bank failures this catastrophic since the Great Recession. It's time to protect your money today before your retirement disappears. Call Monetary Gold to receive our free protection guide at 800-586-9591. Learn how Americans are shielding their wealth from the bank collapses by diversifying in gold. Call now because tomorrow may be too late. Call Monetary Gold at 800-586-9591. That's 800-586-9591. 
Uh, this obviously is not the biggest scandal in uh, in the Biden administration. That would be, I guess, the U.S. Uh, the, the vice president taking bribes from foreign countries. I guess it would be the tens of millions of dollars that's gone to every member of his family. Obviously, the man is a uh, is a, f- a completely corrupt sellout. We know that now. The fact that he was involved in the attempted coup in 2016 that he knew all about Hillary's plan. It's like not even, it's nothing. It's not even a blip on the radar. He's so damn corrupt. He's so compromised. It's like, yeah, he knew about the the whole made up Russian thing. He played along. He advanced that whole lie, but yeah, it's what he does. I mean, he, it's what he does. Nothing is on the level with this white house. So it's not the biggest scandal, but man, it just seems so perfect. So fitting. Uh, Hunter, this is from uh, Fox News. Hunter Biden arranged a 2020-2012 phone call between his father, then sitting vice president, and the family of his business associate, James J. Bulger, the late crime boss's nephew, who later served with Hunter on the board of a Chinese government-backed company. Emails show, on the day before Thanksgiving, Hunter reached out to Bulger, who went by the name of Jimmy, Jimmy Bulger is also the name of Whitey Bulger. Jimmy Bulger was named after his scumbag serial killing mobster uh, uncle. He was named after him, by the way. I'm not sure how old Jimmy is, but he was named after Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy, after the whole world knew that Jimmy Whitey was a scumbag killer criminal, you know, drug dealing, pedophile just the worst guy who killed, killed women. He was well-known when Jimmy was born, and his father, Billy, named him after Whitey anyway. But that's, uh, you know, the kind of family they are. It says, uh, Hunter reached out to Bulger to let him know he'd been briefed about a potential business deal with a Kazakh ty- tycoon and Prospect Global Resources, a now defunct mining company in Arizona. God, these guys are just involved in everything. Quote, Jimmy wanted to wish you and all the Bulgers a happy Thanksgiving from me and the Bidens, Hunter wrote. Um, Devin has been keeping me up to date. Uh, referring to Devin Archer. Look forward to seeing you soon. Best Hunter. Hunter set up a business meeting with his father and Jimmy Bulger. Again, this is it just illustrates the the never ending lies from 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 uh, Joe Biden, who said he never met with Hunter's business partners and never discussed business business with Hunter, and yet he's meeting with Jimmy Bulger about a deal with a Kazakhstan. Does I have that right? Deal with a Zakhan Z A K A Z A K H. A Kazakh, Kazakh tycoon and an Arizona mining company. God, these people are just such scum. They really are a Kazakh. So they're selling influence to the sitting vice president, making deals with a Kazakh tycoon and an Arizona mining company. And we wonder why um, James Comer is having trouble, you know, unraveling the whole. The, the whole mess is, is, this is, I mean, these people, they're just, they're just shameless. Uh, Bulger writes, your dad's call was a huge hit for the Bulgers. They're talking about you. They're talking about you, our star, for putting that together. Have a safe trip to, th- to Nantucket. As we know, the Bidens have spent every Thanksgiving in Nantucket. You know, that working class Joe spends every Thanksgiving in Nantucket since he was like a young man. And he's got all the details on the meeting with uh, with Jimmy Bulger and uh, Hunter and Joe Biden, the sitting vice president who was uh, selling access and taking bribes while he was in uh, the seat, while he was the sitting vice president. But I, all he has to do is is come up when they ask, "What exactly are people buying from you? What services?" <laughs> Make something up. They always That's go. Like, I always wonder when I hear people, you know, try to defend it or say, oh, James Comer's got nothing. You know, that's all they do on CNN, MSNBC. And 
ABC, 60 Minutes. All they do is say he's got nothing. It's a nothing burger. Question for you. We know nine members of the Bulger family, the Bulger, the Biden family. Same thing. <laughs> took millions. We know it. His kids, his grandkids. We know it. What did they get the money for? What's the product? What's the service? As Comer has said many times, there is none. There is no product. There is no service. The only thing that could be potentially possibly be selling is access to the corrupt vice president then and the corrupt president now. That's it. It really is the only question they can't answer. Again, it's a really hard job. If you're in the mainstream media, your job, as we know, is to defend the president, protect the president. It's getting harder every day. They can't answer that question. They can't even try. They don't, you know, they sit there and they go, what about Jared Kushner? Well, first of all, Kushner had a job and a business. Secondly, how about we, we put that aside? We'll do that another day. How about today we focus on the Bidens? What were they selling? They can't answer it because there is no answer that would be appropriate. There's no answer that wouldn't be uh, inappropriate, wouldn't be you know the, the, the portrait of corruption. That's what it is when you sell access to your office, when you're facilitating deals while sitting as the vice president of the U.S., you're a criminal, you're corrupt, and we know that now. It really is impossible to defend. All right, let's move. Let's get to, uh, I want to get to McAfee too, but Bud Light, I'll just do a quick Bud Light update. Bud Light, as uh, we wonder what they would do to stop the bleeding, they're coming out with camo cans. Big, big, uh, you know, pint cans are going to have camouflage on them, and they're going to donate to Folds of Honor, the uh, charity for fallen uh, veterans. But here's my favorite. Uh, uh, we've mentioned this before, but uh, Bud Light, Bump Williams is uh, the chief executive of Bump Williams Consulting. It's an outfit that tracks the numbers of uh, the sales of the alcohol industry. Bob Williams told the New York Post, uh, this seems to be where the brand's weekly declines have started to settle, falling in at about the 20% range per week. Uh, to understand how big of a revenue decline that is 23% last week, um, last year's sales of Bud Light hit $4.8 billion. Uh, lop 23% off that, and you're looking at billion dollars a week. Meanwhile, this is from Breitbart. I just laughed out loud. Paps Blue Ribbon jumped 21%, and Miller High Life gained 10%. Well, Miller, that was before we learned that Miller has he gone even more woke than Bud and Bud Light. I, I'm going to get the sense that people are going to just give Miller Light uh, a good leave it alone and Bud Light. They're going to walk right by and leave it and buy something else. Paps Blue Ribbon, Yingling, whatever, Micro Brews, Sam Adams, they will make another choice. As I've said since this thing broke in April, it's really easy to do this. Really easy to boycott Bud Light. You just buy it. It's as, you know, if, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, some people are talking about a, uh, oh, there's the new can. Wow, that is kind of a cool-looking can. I'll pass. But lots of uh, conservatives are talking about uh, walking away from Target because Target is selling uh, just, if you haven't seen it, there's a whole display in Target of pride stuff and rainbow flag. They're selling bathing suits and, and the chest binders and bathing suits that will hide your package if you're a girl, like a little girl. and you pretend, I mean, you're a little boy, you're pretending to be a girl. They have a bathing suit for you at Target and they have, you know, toddlers clothes with rainbow flags and trans this and trans that. That's a hard thing to do. Target is obviously a very popular store and they got a lot of stuff. And it's not as easy to go somewhere else. Say, oh, I like to go to Target for my whatever groceries or toiletries or toddlers clothes. If you don't want to patronize Target, it's not easy. I mean, even if it's you have to drive somewhere else to go to Walmart or somewhere, that takes a little sacrifice. It takes no sacrifice to not drink Bud Light. It's really easy, which is why it's killing Bud Light. And now they have company. It's killing Miller Light too. By the way, I decided that what Miller Light did is worse. 
Bud Light, I know we talked about this yesterday with this, this woman, this just really unlikable woman throwing the portrait of the woman in the bikini in the trash and shredding pictures of hot women and saying, oh, we're not taking that anymore. This homely woman from, what's she from, Comedy Central? Yes, um, uh, Broad City. Broad City. She, I mean, she just seems so unlikable, and she doesn't seem like a really fun person. Like, you wouldn't want to have a beer with her. No. That was Miller Lite's choice of a spokesman. So Miller Lite can go screwed too. So both, you know, both, both of them, the hell with them both. You move on, you buy a different beer. This has real ramifications and it's good. It's the first and most effective conservative boycott we have ever seen. And I like it. And I'll tell you what else is going to be easy to do. Not watch Major League Baseball. Uh, we talked about this a lot last year because in Boston, we have the most woke um, the most woke baseball team. I, I, I'd say among the most woke professional sports team, the Boston Red Sox, uh, they boasted of having the biggest, longest, largest Black Lives Matter banner. Last year during Pride Month, they honored uh, three drag queens, uh, you know, for kids. They had guys pretending to be women, uh, pretending to be gaudy, garish women. Uh, Turtle Boy did a little uh, research, and these these guys are freaks. I mean, they were you, know, be, you don't even want to know. They were into S and M and real hardcore drag shows. The Red Sox had them throw at the first pitch, honored them on the field. Well, uh, the um, L.A. Dodgers said, "Hold my beer to the Red Sox." This year, as we know, Pride Month is coming. Get ready; it's going to be bigger and and more brazen than ever. Uh, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be drag queens on the field at Fenway again, you know, for the kids. And every team will be wearing rainbow this and rainbow that because, you know, it, the uh, the LBGT community is just so marginalized, you know. Uh, their, their lives are in danger. There's genocide committed against them. When Major League Baseball spends a month celebrating you, you're no longer marginalized. Uh Senator Marco Rubio is this is from Newsmax is questioning whether Major League Baseball is being inclusive and welcoming to Christians after the L.A. Dodgers announced the team's plan to give a community hero award to the L.A. chapter of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a group of drag performers who dress like Catholic nuns and go by the motto, go forth and sin some more. It's like you think you're making it up. Rubio writes, the group's Easter ceremony features children's programming followed by a drag show where adult performers dress in blasphemous imitation of Jesus and Mary. They host pub crawls mocking the Stations of the Cross and even the Eucharist. So he writes a letter to Rob Manford uh, about this. It'll, it'll do nothing. I mean, Rob Manford's super woke. He just bows to the mob. He's the one, obviously, who canceled the all-star game in Atlanta because that's when I was out. I said, screw baseball. I'm not watching baseball. That that was to me the last straw. It's too bad. I used to watch every game. No more. Uh, Joe Biden lied because that's what he does about Atlanta, about Georgia voting laws, called it two point Jim Crow, two point oh, Jim Eagle. And this absolute spineless worm, Rob Manfred moved the game out, moved it to Denver where they have, uh, more restricting voting laws than Georgia, and then Georgia's next election had record turnout. So uh, it was all for show. It was all just bowing to the mob. Um, but uh, this uh, this thing they're doing, they're not just you know waving the pride flag. They're honoring the Sisters of Indulgence and giving them a hero award uh, to a group that has quote mocked and degraded Christians and especially Catholics, they're going to get an award and they're going to perform or appear. Nuns, guys dressed as nuns, like freaks, dressed as nuns mocking Christians, mocking Catholicism. That's how the Dodgers are honoring, you know, the, their, their LBGT community. I don't know how every anybody can, like, stomach this. Even if you're not Catholic or religious, you think that's... That's something that a major league baseball team should honor. 
this group of freaks pretending to be nuns, pretending to be Jesus. You know what? I'm, I'll show up. I'll, I'll, I'll support them if they have a similar night with uh, our Muslim American friends. How about that? They have a, a group of uh, men pretending to be, I don't know, Muslim women with burqas, you know, drag queens wearing burqas and mocking uh, Islam. What do you think? Maybe they could have a, a Muhammad character on the field for Pride Night. You know, it's all in good fun. Let's see you pull that off. That'll, uh, go, that'll go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've killed people for drawing him before. Of, of course, you're allowed to mock religious people, but not all religious people. That is how it works. And uh, and uh, I'll be curious to see what the Red Sox and other, well, there's lots of super woke teams, what they do to top or to, to keep up with the Dodgers, who will be mocking Catholics. Um uh, all right, let's do. Like, you you, you got to help me out here. Let's do Shea, and then you can explain to me what what the deal is with Pat McAfee. I'm confused. I'm jealous, of course, but I'm also confused. I don't quite get it. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I, I swear to God, I've read a couple articles on this. I, I thought I kind of understood the business a little bit. I am confused as hell by this one. It's from the New York Post. The Pat McAfee show is moving to ESPN in a multi-million dollar deal that it's expected to begin this fall, said the New York Post. Uh, it appears as if McAfee will walk away from a four-year, $120 million contract with FanDuel. He's in the second year of that deal. The amount ESPN, ESPN will pay McAfee is not known, but it is more than eight figures per year. Now, eight figures is one, two, three, ten million or more. So he's making thirty million now for FanDuel. Let's just assume he gets the same. He walks away from a deal with FanDuel to go to ESPN, and they're going to give him I don't know twenty, twenty-five, thirty million a year. ESPN was cutting people, laying off people left and right. Uh, the, the, the move comes as Disney, Disney in the midst of layoffs in which they're eliminating 7,000 jobs. McAfee already appears on ESPN's college game day, their college football show. Mm-hmm. He said on the show this week that he, he will make some concessions, including not use the F word as much. So McAfee, as we know, uses the F word. He's kind of, uh, you know, freewheeling kind of guy, wears a tank top, says what's on his mind, very popular podcast. And ESPN is going to give him 30, 30 million a year to a white guy who swears a lot and is not particularly politically correct. How is that going over with the wokesters at ESPN? How about the people who are getting laid off? Uh, as I've said many times, there are two, two requirements to work at ESPN. You must Hate Donald Trump. You must love Colin Kaepernick. Now, I haven't heard enough of uh, McAfee to know, but does he hate Trump? No. Does he, does he love Kaepernick? No. So how, how is this possible? How is this ever going to work out? I mean, he's going to be 
there's going to be people in the building upset on day one. Oh yeah. If he, you know, if he criticizes whoever, if he criticizes Kaepernick or you telling me Jalen Rose is not going to have a problem with this. Jalen Rose and uh, who's the other idiot that was, oh, is it uh, who, who wants, they want to ban references to Mount Rushmore, like the old who's on the Mount Jay Rushmore. Williams, Jay Williams, Jay Williams, right. They don't want any more references to Mount Rushmore because, you know, those are just old white guys on Mount Rushmore that they don't think that's appropriate. Those guys are going to be okay with ESPN giving $30 million to Pat McAfee. I think this will not end well, and I'll certainly uh, be here for it. I'll be enjoying it to watch it, uh, to, to watch the whole thing fall apart, watch the people at ESPN get offended, get upset. Um, I assume he says things that are inappropriate for ESPN like every day, right? Not just the F word. But he must say things like every day that are not allowed on ESPN. There's no way that the, the wokesters, you know, the, the, the word police at ESPN are not going to have a big problem with this. I, so think, I, guess- I think he's going to be doing his show like he normally does, but he'll be on like the Sunday NFL countdown stuff and all that. But his show, it says it'll be streaming three hours of his show will remain on YouTube, but also will appear on ESPN and ESPN plus. So three hours, he talks about sports for three hours. Or does he talk about other things? He I does other things because he works with WWE too. And um, Mark in the comment section says, guess he's not going back to SmackDown, which is a WWE show, but um, WWE just merged with the UFC, which is affiliated with ESPN. So I think he's going to be. Oh uh, yeah. There's more to this that we don't know, but good yeah. luck to him. Uh, like I said, I'm jealous when he quit the Colts, to go with uh, Barstool. I thought he was insane. He was making three million bucks a year or three and a half or something. And he was leaving the NFL to go to Barstool. And I'm thinking, this guy's crazy. And now he's making $30 million to sit there, you know, with his tank top on and talk about the game last night or whatever. But uh, all right, good luck to him. And uh, we will see. I'll give it a, I'll give it a year or less. I'll give it less than a year. That's the over under. He won't last a year. The wokesters will come for him. Maybe. He will say something they don't like. And before we go, I just have to say this uh, NBA draft lottery sucked. Greg Papa Zidfich gets uh, Victor Wemenyama. Wemby, we call him a seven foot four inch French kid who is uh, the best prospect since LeBron. This is the third time they, they get a superstar center. On uh, in San Antonio, you got David Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Duncan, and now Wemby to San Antonio. First of all, just San Antonio feels like nowhere. Secondly, it rewards a team for tanking. And thirdly, Popovich at 74 years old, I was hoping he'd go out a loser and struggle, but this kid's going to save him and revitalize him, and that's too bad. Uh, it's good for him. You know, he's happy. Gets to go where Tony Parker, another French superstar, went. Good for him. I'm looking forward to watching him, but it's just going to be hard to watch him. He's in San Antonio. I would have preferred to see him, uh, I don't know, Detroit or... Detroit got screwed. Charlotte or somewhere in the East. But uh, it'll be be fascinating to watch him suit up and to see him play because he's like nobody else. Just like Nicole Jokic is like nobody else. That was fun watching him last night. He's so good. I'm rooting for Denver. I can't root for LeBron. I'm rooting for a Denver-Boston final. It'll be fun. He's a treat to watch. Denver, what were they up, like 20-something points, and they blew it? Yeah, I was actually stunned by that. I shut it off for a while. I come back on, and it was like a three-point game. He's so good. He can control the game from the center position. He's such a great passer, rebounder. He had like 12 rebounds in the first quarter. Such a stud. I feel like he's going to – uh, he's gonna make sure they don't they don't collapse against LA. He's gonna yeah. carry carry this team to the finals, and then we'll see how he does against the Celtics. His but, stat line was something absurd, like thirty four, twenty one, and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, set all kinds of records, never been done before. Yeah. A, I think it was a triple double with twenty rebounds and thirty points. He's done it twice. Only two other players have even done it once, uh, like Will Chamberlain or. Uh, but tonight, Celtics Heat. Celtics are going to win this series easily. I'll guess say five or six. But uh, 
they're on their way to the finals. Jason, Jason Tatum's going to carry their asses to the finals. And then we'll see what happens. But do you get your bets in, Ironhead? Not yet. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm cold again. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, well, I'll find out tomorrow how we bet it, how, how you bet the series and who you like in the PGA. We'll do that tomorrow. But uh, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.